Hello everyone, just a quick note from the DM before we get started. You may notice in this episode that a few of us are using new microphones. That's right, brand new microphones that we've been able to purchase thanks to your very generous support on our Patreon. It's the only source of income that we have for the show, and without it, this would not be made possible. So thank you very much to all of our new patrons. You'll notice particularly that Grace and Melissa sound crystal clear. Me, on the other hand, I'm still working on my new mic. I've kind of botched a few settings, so you might notice some growing pains in this session, but I promise that as we continue to use this new gear, it will only sound better and better. Dunsparce and Drampa will never run ads, and the Patreon is the only source of funding that we can get, so we are so incredibly grateful to all of you who have chosen to support us, and now we have a hardware upgrade, which is so, so, so cool. If you're interested in joining the Patreon, check out linktr.ee slash Dunsparce for all of our links, or just go directly to patreon.com slash Dunsparce. Thank you, and enjoy. Welcome to the Calyrex Game Corner's Pokemon D&D campaign. Featuring Cindy, a young vagabond from the Hoenn region with pyromaniac tendencies. Gimli, a stocky, burly miner from Sinnoh looking for his lost son. Elodie, an enthusiastic foodie and baker from Kalos. And Schmidt, an enigmatic man from Johto with a duck. My name is Rich and I'm the Game Master, and this is Dunsparce and Drampa. The Quacko Paco has successfully acquired the Stone Badge from the Rustboro City Gym, giving each of them a total of four gym badges each, and the new ability to carry five active Pokemon in their party at a given time. They rendezvous at the Grand Fountain outside of the Devon Corporation to plan their next course of action. It's about 7pm, and there is a slightly stronger than gentle sea breeze in the air. What does the Quacko Paco do? Do they chat about their gym challenges? These are my questions. Two very important things, and this is Elodie speaking. One, uh, the gems, I uh, exchanged them for 8,000 Pokey Dollars. Applause for that. Um, 8,000? 8,000, yes. Uh, so Six? I think it's safe to say we probably could afford a boat if we wanted one. We've acquired a small fortune. We've acquired a small fortune. Hmm. Um, happy to divvy that out amongst us or if we just want to like put it all towards something we could get a really nice wagon true <laughs> a water wagon what are, what are boats water besides wagon. like yeah, water wagons like come on if we get a boat we have to name it water wagon yeah what was the um it's cradily flyer yes i yeah. think so um the other important thing swimmer cradily swimmer cradily sailor something like that that's cute the other important thing is um, this, and I'm going to pull the Robo Cabbage out of my bag. You do that. It seems to have a small blinking light, uh, and I'd like to investigate it further if I can. Yeah, you can roll another investigation on that. Okay. The who? The Robo Cabbage that Sam gave me. It's a little tiny robo robot cabbage. Um, remember in like gonna... episode like seven? I do. Yeah, it was a while ago. Okay. <laughs> It's been sitting in my inventory. Uh, I rolled a nine. A nine, yeah. Uh, what LD says is true. This little mechanical cabbage, and note that this is like milsery cabbage, not uh, alcreamy cabbage. It, uh, You can see it has like transparent glass eyes, but in its side of its body, you know, this thing's probably about the size of like, I have my dice on my table. If you put two D20s in your hands, it's like the size of that. Uh, mm -hmm. If you look really closely, there's a little flashing light with an interval of about one second. So I don't know if she's recording us. Or if this is a GPS tracker, or... Huh. Yeah. If you're recording, hi, Sam. 
<laughs> You're okay. And also, why were you spying on us? That's weird. If she's not recording, then we just look like weirdos. Uh, That's normal. Like weirdos, to be fair. Yeah, there's a little bit of activity out on the town. Uh, it seems like people are going out to dinner. Seems like people are just kind of running their last minute errands because their work went late. Um, and they don't, based on how they roll there, you're not too conspicuous, but you are kind of weird huddled in a group looking at this little thing. <laughs> no one's worried about it too much. I don't know. I'm not very good with electronics. Otherwise, Ugh. Cindy is hip, one could say. Uh, can I investigate it and see if my young young mind can comprehend the uh, the technology sure why don't you give it a shot because he was definitely an ipad kid so yeah what am i rolling d20 uh with wisdom uh what's up schmidt can i also investigate to see if i could see like a microphone specifically sure i got a nat 20 (laughs) yo yo let's go um let's let's stack on uh schmidt's roll too just for fun Uh, natural two okay great (laughs) (laughs) That's very similar to a 20. Yeah. Cindy is truly an iPad off. Um, The power of working as a team. Who would have thought? Uh, Yeah, Cindy takes a look at it, and Cindy is not necessarily gadget-oriented, gadget-inclined, but knows a good amount about technology to the point where she can identify little little things. Um, the, the key takeaways that she has is that she looks at uh, the little bubbles on top of Robo Cabbage's head, and it seems like one of them is slightly perforated as if to let air and or sound through it. Another thing that she notices is that she, if she holds Cabbage, Robo Cabbage, like up level to her eyes and Cindy like tilts it a little bit, um, the flashing light seems to kind of bobble on like a level. So it is somehow reorienting itself, despite uh, how it is tilted. That would imply some sort of geospatial awareness within this little robo cabbage. What it's used for, she no one could determine with the natural 20 unless they're like an actual gadget person. But uh, Cindy does reveal some key features to it. It's probably listening to us and tracking us. Wow. Mm-hmm. Okay. Wow. Both. Both is good. Both. <laughs> so yeah, both is good. I mean, if she's you know alive, if she's not, then alive, she knows then where. Who, if 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 not Sam, then who has access to Robo Cabbage? True, yeah, that's I... also a good question. Can I take a look at that real quick? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Okay, Schmidt uh, takes it from Melody. Mm-hmm. He throws it on the ground and stomps on it. Okay. <laughs> uh, if someone wants to react to stop this, uh, you get one dex check uh, to try. I'm going to say... Uh, is it an opposing sh- dex check? Yes, it is. And oh my god. Yeah. I'm going to try. Oh no. 12. Shit, 10. Oof. With, with your bonus? Oof. With my bonus, I rolled a 7. Okay. Um, those were pretty con- close, pretty contentious. Um, I'm going to say, Elodie, how do you like deflect this from Schmidt's trajectory? What is your plan? It's already on the ground, we'll say. What do you do to to make it not get stomped on? Um, hmm. Kick him in the shin. <laughs> kick him in the shin! What the fuck? <laughs> I don't think she would kick him. I think she would like like try to hold his leg or something. Or like block him. 
Okay, sure. Elodie uses herself, her body, to uh, disorient Schmidt's attack. Um, unfortunately, she doesn't do exceptionally well, and uh, Schmidt manages to stomp off one of the bubbles on the top, specifically the one that seems to be perforated. But the device itself still seems to be active and blinking, and now there's some like wires coming out the top. You really want people to be tracking us? No, but if it's Sam, then this could help her find us if she's still she alive. Had a meteor through the face. I doubt she's going to be tracking us anytime soon. We can only hope. It's true. I guess the consequences of a bad person tracking us may be worse than the good side of a miracle happening where Sam can track us. Does it open? Can it be like disabled guess, without you know, destroying it completely? Uh, to answer Cindy's question, it seems like it is not designed it to be opened. Uh, you could surely use force to open it. If it's okay with everyone, I suppose I would be okay with destroying it, seeing as she's, if she, again, is awake and alive, has probably heard everything up until now and knows where we're going. But I guess... Stomp, stomp, stomp. stomp. Sam, if you can hear us and you don't want us to break it, stop us now. <laughs> There is no response from RoboCabbage or any of the passerbys. <laughs> what a surprise. I'm shocked, honestly. Do I go back to stomping it? Yes. Okay. I stomp it. Uh, with no one stopping you, you don't need to roll. You may successfully stomp RoboCabbage. And uh, smithereens, metallic dust, loose wires, and a very, very quiet pew. Powering down sound plays from RoboCabbage as is stomped into the brick pavement of Rusboro City outside of the Devon Corporation in the heart of town. I wish there was a less violent way to do that. He was so cute. Yeah. Rest in peace, RoboCabbage. Now begs the question, is there another iconic Krakopako burial? I'm going to scoop up. <laughs> I know I, nobody I was... actually said that, but Schmidt rolled his eyes so hard they fell out of his head. He he heard a inner monologue from God, and it was God. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I will probably scoop up the remains and put them in my bag. Okay. More what I was asking is, do you just leave it on the street or do you take it? Is the question. But uh, LD takes it. Yeah. Okay. You do that. Yeah. Hardly any time has passed. Uh, Rustboro City connects to three different routes. Uh, to the north, Route One Fifteen, which leads to Meteor Falls. Uh, if you go north past the gym and then go east, you can go to Route 116. There were signs in a town that suggested it led to eventually to Mauville City, which you've been before. Or you can go south to Route 104, which suggests it leads to Petalburg. Or you can stay in Rustboro. I just want to give you the options that the sign says. Well, I did kind of sidetrack the conversation. Uh, or not sidetrack, but took control of the conversation when we first arrived. So I guess, I mean, it looks like... Everybody seems pretty happy. Did everybody win their gym challenges? Yeah. Yeah. Good, good. Yeah. Fang evolved. That's good. Uh, grape juice evolved, too. Ooh. Very exciting. Uh, when I was in uh, the gym in the gift shop, there were a couple standout items. I don't know if you guys saw them, but there was an orb that reminded me of the Pokemon that a very powerful trainer, perhaps the champion, uh, rode in on uh, during the battle at Mauville, but it wasn't for sale. I don't know if you guys would be interested in something like that. If it's not for sale, there's nothing we can do about it, right? 
Well, right. Um, who wouldn't right? be suggesting stealing a third magical rock that would cause massively strong Pokemon to come attack us? Would you? I would definitely <laughs> never consider something like that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Schmidt's like side eyeing Elodie extra hard. <laughs> Uh, it does not take a check to note that Elodie has definitely considered something like that. <laughs> <laughs> well, is there anywhere we wanted to go in town, or did we want to check around for a boat or something? Um, I do think uh, our next stop's a boat, so... Yeah, boat check. Boat check. Boat check. Everyone roll your boat check. No, you don't have to. Uh, no. I mean, you could. Do you, like, yeah, I'm not going to stop you from rolling a boat check, but you have... You have received some information previously. Definitely has not been Don't among remember IRL it. since we've had this information. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that's fair. I'm the one with the extensive notes, so that's fair. Yeah, as as noted many times, we are terrible note takers. Uh, let me check group notes. Let's see. Maybe I did write it down. I did not. <laughs> uh, as, damn it. as the Paco is all wondering, hmm, we should get a boat. Uh, they turn their attention once again to the bus stop that is pretty close to the Devon Corporation. There's one of those full-size poster ads inside of the bus stop um, that has a uh, a woman with a big smiling face giving a thumbs up, and uh, she's like jumping out of the, the bill of a Pokemon that has a big mouth, a bird Pokemon. And there's text that says, uh, Briny's Shipyard, uh, boats for sale, Southern Route 104. Well, let's go to Route 104. Well, well, well. Let's do it. Is everyone on board? Everyone's Gucci? Yeah. Yeah. Cindy? Yeah. They do that. The Quacko Paco departing from yet another major city in the Hoenn region that they visited together would never have done if they weren't all placed into a terrible predicament in Lily Cove City a few weeks prior. Uh, they descend down to Route 104. This is probably one of the most calmly wooded routes that they have seen themselves on in Hoenn. Uh, something about the combination of how it is somewhat interior, but somewhat on the coast, and there's a river, and and there's just nice, calm trees, not the crazy trees that were around Fortree. Um, this just seems like a nice suburban kind of rural plains area with lots of foliage, and it's quite nice. Uh, as the moon is coming out of the sky and the sun is totally set, uh, you find yourselves on a twisted little route that is pretty plain, there's a few people enjoying some recreation. There's a couple on a date on a bench. Uh, there's a fisherman looking into the water, waiting patiently for a fish to bite. And uh, there is a kind of, how do I describe this? A Tetris piece, the, the funny piece, uh, you know, the one that is like, wah, 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 like, how do I explain it? Like, it's like an L if it was connected to an upside down L. There we go. If you make an L with your hands and put them connected at your thumbs that's what it looks like there's a bridge that is that shape uh that cuts across the river that sections uh this route and at the other side you see the forest the trees get much 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 denser on the southern side of this route this is very thick wooded area and there's one lone house it seems to be a place of business and it seems that there are pokemon trainers that are kind of walking in and out. Is there any information you would like on this route that would require a check of some sort? Also, who's uh, leading is also my question, too. It's usually me in these cases. That's fair. That's fair. If there's no immediate courses of action, I will request that Gimli give me a d20. 14. 14! 
as you all walk south of the route, you're heading south because that's apparently where the shipyard is. There's no shipyard in sight. However, blocking your path on the bridge is a woman who seems to maybe not be fully aware that she's blocking up this whole bridge with herself and her Pokemon. Uh, the woman is not herself very big, but the Pokemon is quite large. It seems to be kind of standing on two little nubby feet, and it is large and white. It almost looks like a, a cloud or a plane and has specks and flecks of blue and red all over it. Um, the woman is sitting cross-legged, and she's holding an oval-shaped object in her hands, and she is crying, and she is saying, Won't someone please, please help me? Do you address her, or do you ignore her and step over her as you cross the bridge? What, was the what do you need help with? Uh, you can get more deets on the Pokemon if you want to roll for it, Schmidt. Yeah. Straight d20. Uh, four on the die. <laughs> four on the die. Um, that's right. enough for Schmidt to recognize that it is a flying-type Pokemon. It's, it's certainly winged, um, and it is not just a flying-type Pokemon. There's an additional type. It seems very gentle and very cute, but it's also quite large. Um, its feet are very tiny, and it appears to have no hands. Oh. I'm caught up. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. This mm-hmm. crying woman who's sitting on the ground looks up to Cindy, who just beckoned to her. And she says, trainers, maybe, maybe you can help me. My name is, is Kara, and I have a terrible problem. You see my Togekiss here. And she gestures forward to what you are assuming is a Togekiss. She says, my Togekiss here went off on a fling. Had a grand adventure, and I'm so happy for her. But she came back, and she gave me this. And she holds up a oval-shaped thing that appears to be a Pokemon egg. She says, I already have a full party, and unfortunately, I get so distracted sometimes that I just can't raise another Pokemon. I'm hoping that someone can help me with this with this egg. I cannot raise it. Please, someone. You need somebody to raise the egg? She says, yeah. Kara says, yes, anything. I just need a skilled trainer who can make sure that this egg can be hatched and have a brilliant, happy life. To be perfectly honest, I don't fully know what the species is, but if it's coming from my Togekiss, I can only guess that it itself is is of the Togekiss family. I think we could help you out. Yeah? Yeah, yeah. We, we've yeah. hatched a few eggs ourselves. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. This excites Kara, and she finally stands up, and she's holding the second. She says, oh, really? That, that is fantastic news. Uh, which of you will be taking it? I, I want to evaluate you. I want to, I want to look at you. I could take it. Schmidt is hella suspicious of this lady, just to throw that out there. Sure. Elodie, you are somewhat volunteering yourself? I am volunteering myself, yes. Okay. Kara holds the egg close to her chest and she is wearing a cute dress and it kind of flows in the sea breeze. It's, it's very fun. Her dress is kind of Togekiss colored. Uh, it's very cute. Uh, she gets very close to Elodie, like right up in her face. And she says, how do I know I can trust you with such a valuable specimen? Um, I'm going to take out Aubergine mm-hmm. uh, and be like... This is Aubergine. I hatched her from an egg, and she is a perfect little baby. Uh, and I think if I hatched this egg, it would also be a perfect little baby. Have Aubergine make a charisma check. 14. Okay. Kara looks very closely at Aubergine and looks very intensely at her eyes and says, Hmm, I don't know. I I believe you're a qualified trainer, but I, I think I would be remiss to... Despite what I said before, allow just one of you to raise this egg. This is a precious baby. I think this requires two parents. I insist that two of you work together 
to raise this egg. Otherwise, I will not ha hand it off. Say it again. I'm willing to help. Okay. Kara says, and why should I trust you, young traveler? I let out Soli and Larvastar mm -hmm. and say, I've raised both of these from an egg hatched solely myself years ago and uh, Larvastar a lot more recently. Uh, for the record, this bridge is getting very crowded now that these uh, now that Soli's out. Um, it is not too thick, and it is uh, it's very funny. There's a line forming on the other side of Kara, and they're upset. Uh, we're giving me a charisma check for Soli. Oh, that's a six. Um, Kara gets real close, and she says, hmm, "Too much feminine energy. You you are good uh, as individuals, but as a team, I would not trust you with this baby. Perhaps I will change my mind." And she turns around and she clutches the egg to her chest very dramatically. And uh, she says, well, I suppose that's it, Togekiss. Perhaps these trainers aren't qualified enough to raise this egg. And oh, <laughs> I could do it. <laughs> I'm a father of one and I've also raised Bean. <laughs> the mom pulls out the monstrosity of Bean. <laughs> bean floats, for the record. <laughs> Bean does not crowd the bridge. She floats. That's true. That's true. Have, have Bean make a charisma check. Oh, Bean. <laughs> yeah, Bean, the king of charisma. Let me... The king of Bean. actually eating souls. <laughs> Maybe it works. Who knows? Uh, 13. 13. Uh, she takes a good look at Bean. She says, Sir, I, I have to be honest with you. This is terrifying. I do not <laughs> wish to look upon this any longer. I agree. Uh, I believe you that you're a father, but this has done nothing to convince me that you should raise this egg. Well, that's a shame. Um, Kara says, you there in the cloak with the hood. No. Are, are you a skilled parent? Have you, have you raised anything or anyone? He said nope. no. <laughs> what about Quacko? Never raised a thing in my life. Nope. He's, He's like, kind of like, Schmidt has like Quacko like in his hand and then he kind of like puts Quacko like under his cloak. <laughs> He's like, you don't see anything. Uh, Kara says, oh my goodness, is that a Farfetch'd? I love Farfetch'd. Let me get a good look. But no. Do, do you refuse? I think Schmidt refuses, but Quacko wants to. Yeah, okay. I like so that like much. Quacko will like work his way out. Yeah. Um, give me the, the Quacko charisma check. That's also a negative one modifier, ne by the way. Oh, okay. I thought you, I was like, you rolled a zero? How? <laughs> Roll the negative one? Uh, your modifiers are a bit different because she does love Farfetch'd, but Quacko uh, does have to try a little a bit. Good old seven. It's a good old seven. My rolls are garbage today. She says, I will grant this egg on one condition to the four of you. She says, this young woman, and she points at Elodie, she says, you are the primary caretaker, without question. She says, this young woman, and points at Cindy, and she says, you will be... A fun ant, and nothing more. She points at Gimli, and she says, You, sir, you will keep that monstrosity away from the baby, and you will do your best to be a good father. And she points not at Schmidt, but at Quacko. And she says, And the duck. I insist that when this baby hatches, it hatches within the feathers of this far-fetched. Do you understand? Okay. Absolutely. It seems very funny to you all that this woman is making so many demands of you, 
after she was crying on a bridge and like asked for help and now she's making all these insistent demands regardless uh this this okay from elodie is enough for her to be relieved and she says oh thank goodness i thought that this night would never end and uh she holds out the egg sorry isn't it daytime no it's 7 p.m 7 at 7 p.m okay Mm -hmm. i was like wait isn't this like the afternoon (laughs) no no no. it's it's evening night um and she holds out her the egg in her hands outstretched and she's waiting for someone to receive it fine does schmidt take it or does quacko yeah schmidt like i imagine quacko's on the ground by that point so like schmidt like relays the egg like from her to quacko great you do that uh, you can see the egg very clearly. It is white, and it features funny, like, Actually, round... Sorry? Well, I have the egg in my hand. Can I make a, a, a an investigation on it to yeah. see if it's, like, got any sort of tracking device or anything <laughs> suspicious about it? Yes, absolutely. <laughs> Robo-Tokopi egg. <laughs> Real. We heard you destroyed the original cabbage, so we sent in a spy to add a replacement. <laughs> That's actually a 16. That's the first good roll I've had today. Man, look at that. Yeah. Um, Schmidt holds the egg, and there's a, something about it that, despite Schmidt like not being interested in it, it's like kind of comforting to hold. Like It feels good. Uh, Schmidt is maybe thinking back that like he wasn't able to uh, get an egg in Loveridge, perhaps, and even though he didn't really want one, maybe it just feels good to be included. I don't want to speak for him too much, but it's it's a sensation holding the egg. Um, the egg itself is fully white, and it has kind of weirdly circular triangles that are blue and red in color. Uh, before we go, I'll ask Kara, is there anything that we should know about Raising this particular kind of Pokemon? Anything special about it? Um, she's going to make a roll. She says, Well, if I told you, then everything you said about yourself being an adequate trainer would be a lie, wouldn't it? I will not give you any information. You will just have to simply do your best. Thanks. Oh, true, you bestie. <laughs> <laughs> uh, good stuff. She says, Very well. I will stop Taking up this bridge, I do warn you: if if you are deciding to go south, the the woods are a place of mystery, and you should you should be very careful when you're going through there. Bring your flashlights and beware of the, of of the voice of the woods. What are you, my mother? She says, <laughs> "I may as well be farewell." And she hops on her flying Pokemon and she begins to take off. And uh, if you have nothing else to interject to her, you will maybe never see Kara again. That's fine. I, we don't I, need to. <laughs> that that's okay. Great. Uh, We're good on that front. And in I suppose your group inventory or Schmidt's inventory, you have a mysterious egg. What could be inside of it? Oh, there's just no way of knowing. Not the most that's iconic egg to. Pokemon there is. There's no chance. No shot. Um. So congrats. Uh. You still have incubators, so you don't have to actually physically carry it, but you could carry it if you want to. It doesn't really matter. As Kara gets up, the trainers, um, and they're not all trainers. Some of them are just people, families uh, going to this little kind of suburban park, uh, just making their way home, uh, moving northwards. But the bridge for your path is open south, and you are welcome to continue forward. Sounds good. Great. You do that. 
um, you're getting pretty close to the threshold of where the woods begin. And it's kind of true. It's like really foggy and dark in there. And it looks like maybe a little spooky, even if that's an adjective that you want to use. Um, you are pretty much right at the threshold of the woods that says uh, Route 104, Paddleburg City, Briny Shipyard through here. Um, and to your back, uh, you you are in range of the one building on this route. There's a big old sign that says uh, Pretty Petal Flower Shop. And there's a little uh, handmade like eight and a half by 11 piece of paper affixed to the side of it that says uh, trainers come in for a free service. Uh, it is. Uh, yeah, that's all it says. I won't tell you anymore unless you want to make a roll on it. I love free services. We should check that out. Not sold on the service, but I'm a big fan of the free. Well, there's only one way to find out. So we're going to forego the woods and visit the, the pretty petal flower shop first. Yes. OK, you do that as you open the door there's like a bing bong on the on the door uh and you are you immediately notice that it is weirdly dim in here there's a lot of led light that is strung about and it is hazy it is almost as hazy as the woods and there's a strong kind of incensey kind of smell and there's flowers all over the place lots and lots of flowers there's one person working in here um they ha- have like very sodden eyes and they look very tired or relaxed they have long blue hair a feminine figure and uh they're wearing an apron and they're twirling a pencil and they have a little name tag that says river and uh they see they like they notice you come in a weirdly amount of time after you have entered and opened the door and they say oh welcome welcome to their pretty petal flower shop let me know if i can do anything for you we saw the sign that says free service for trainers. Well, we're trainers. Uh, What's that about? River maybe gets excited. They don't seem to animate a particular amount, but their voice does change a little bit. They say, oh, yeah, cool. No, I just put that up. When I'm on shift, I, I like to do a thing that I call, a, a, you know, petal readings. And I, I, I make you look at these flowers and you pick one and then I, I give you, I, I tell you what it means. It's kind of like tarot cards, but it's way cooler. And then sometimes the flowers are kind of useful. Sometimes they do good things. So, like, I, if, if you want a petal reading, I'll do it for free. I love that. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. Also in, yes. Okay. Uh, River asks, do all of you want to do it, or, or just the ladies? Sure, why not? Yeah, I mean, if everyone else is, I might as well. Great. River River sits up like, yeah, peer pressure. like really slowly and says, wow, some of you are like so enthusiastic, but I feel like uh, I'm going to start with uh, that guy. And River points to Schmidt. Schmidt, are you willing to do a pedal reading? What the fuck? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you got a cool cloak, dude. That's how it goes. River holds out a big old bag, and like the cloak should be the opposite. That's really like, cool. People shouldn't notice me. Okay, the side. River thought Go you ahead. had a cool vibe. I don't know. <laughs> okay, the cloak. Uh, there's a bag, and it has. It is very fragrant. There's clearly lots and lots of flowers in here. There's like individual flowers. If you peek inside a little bit, you can see that they're not the same species. They're not the same color. They're all different. Um, and uh, River holds it out and says, "Why don't you take one? You gonna pull one?" Yeah, sure. Why not? Roll a d twenty. Uh, that's a good old four. Good old four. Nice. We are high rollers tonight. Schmidt puts his hand into the flower bag and pulls it out. And he pulls out a truly beautiful flower. Um, this is a black rose. 
River says, damn, it seems like you've probably experienced a lot of trauma for some reason, but like you'll be a lot stronger, like mentally and physically because of it. And like, I also get the vibe that like, you're going to like help a lot of people someday, man, you know? Cool. This black rose, if you use it before it wilts, which is a number of days, gives you an automatic crit on any wisdom based check. So fuck. You can keep that in your inventory. River says, thank you so much, man. I really appreciate it. Uh, that one. And River points at Cindy. Cindy, are you ready? Yeah. Okay. Roll a d20. That is an eight. Okay. Cindy reaches into the flower bag. And she pulls out a cute, delicate, but also just kind of loud flower. Uh, River says, oh, cool. You got a, you got a yellow tulip. Uh, so, like, this one, like, means that you uh, you were probably, like, robbed of your innocence when you were really young. But, like, you also have, like, a lot of things to look forward to. You know what I'm saying? And uh, also, you should, next time you have the chance, you should eat some more mushrooms. Uh, I heard that those are really good for you. And I I think it'd be good for your health. Thanks. Um, the yellow tulip gives you a D8 of inspiration. Uh, again, you have to use it before it wilts, which is probably a number of days. It depends. River is choosing, and by that I mean rolling. River says, oh, the, yeah, the older guy. Yeah, you. You you want a flower? Oh, yeah, sure. All right, roll a d20. Nine. Nine, cool. Gimli pulls out a more than one flower. It's like a grouping of flowers. It seems on the stem they all come out in a bunch. Maybe there's like a half dozen or so. And River says, oh, nice. You got purple rhododendrons. Uh, okay, so so this one means that there's uh, at least a couple people who, like, really, really care about you. And they think of you, like, all the time. So uh, that you should keep that in mind. And uh, you should know that they want to see you. And uh, also, general word of advice, if you're ever running anywhere, you should watch your step. You should be really careful, okay? Yeah, um, cool. Great. That's Gimli's petal reading. The purple rhododendron, as long as he uses it before it uh, wilts, he can grant plus 30 temporary HP onto any mon or to himself. That leaves only one, so that will be Elodie. Um, yeah, that's me. River says, you were so excited before, but uh, you know, I made you wait so long, so why don't, you, why don't you get a flower? Why don't you come here? And you may roll I a shall d- do it. Yeah, roll a d20. <clears throat> One. Oh, perfect. That's great. Um, <laughs> I love how low your voice got. One. <laughs> One slam dunk delivery. Um, Ellie reaches into the bag and she pulls out a very unique looking flower. Um, it has three major petals that are outlined by like three smaller petals. It is the stem and the leaves are fully deeply red. There's a little bit of black to it as well. River says, whoa, that's so crazy. Wow, my boss would kill me if he knew I was using this for my petal readings. <laughs> He's been like trying to breed that exact mutation for like 3,000 years. <laughs> okay, more like uh, like 30. He's not that old. But uh, yeah, so anyways, I, I don't really know what that means. I think it's uh, something like you and everyone you love will die if you don't follow through on your actions. <laughs> that sounds crazy, I know, but like I'm sure you'll be fine. Also, uh, you should keep the flower. It gives a lot of edge to your style that I think you seem to need. I think you're too cute and innocent. <laughs> I, I won't tell my boss he 
probably won't even care. Uh, you can just keep that flower. I don't want it anymore. Thanks. <laughs> uh, and you get your reward is the strange flower. Strange so flower. Are you asking, or is that a recommendation? Or I don't know. Sometimes you gotta explore the world through taste. Are you asking River that? Sure. Okay. Um, River says, uh, "You know, I've tried to eat a whole lot of flowers, but uh, that one I never tried. I didn't even know that one was in the bag. Honestly, uh, I I think I might. Yeah, I I think there's only ever been like one of those that my boss has ever grown. It's like a really specific mutation. So like, uh, you should. Uh, I don't recommend eating it because I don't know what it does or what it is. So good luck with that. Thanks. I love things that are random and that I don't know what they do." River says, "Hell yeah, that's awesome. Uh, you, are you guys are you guys going south through the woods by chance?" Uh, yeah, I believe we are. Uh, River says, "You guys were all so great. I I, I want to do something nice for you. I, I don't get people coming in for pedal readings. They get weirded out or they start coughing a lot when they come in here. So uh, here and River pulls out four flashlights." And River says, you might want to take these or not. I mean, do your own thing. But like, we got a bunch of extras. So like, if you want some flashlights, like uh, you can you can have them or just take one or two or, you know, do whatever you want or none. That's fine. <laughs> no, we'll take a flashlight. Yeah. We'll yeah, I think we should Appreciate all it. take a flashlight. Appreciate okay. that. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. River says, cool. If you want to actually like buy anything, like we got mulch, we got flowers, we got hose, we got watering cans, we got all the stuff that you'd want for, for flowers or gardening or, you know, if you just want to have a good time with, with just smelling the flowers, you're welcome to stay here as long as you like. Thanks, but I think we should get going. River says, rock on, man. Okay, if you guys ever want to come back for another pedal reading, uh, be sure that uh, I'm working because the other people don't know that I'm doing it. And it's just me in the shop and I get bored sometimes and you talk to people, you know what I'm saying? So, uh, yeah. Yeah, of course. That's good. Uh, yeah, we'll come back. Have a good night and uh, be careful in the forest and, and watch out for the voice of the forest. It's kind of weird. Everyone says that it happens and I don't know anything about it. Some people come in there and we don't see them come out for like days. So, bye. Wait, 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 back it up there for a second. What was that? River says, oh, you know, it's the Paddleberg Woods. They're notorious. They got all sorts of scary stuff happening in there. Some people go in. Some Apparently you can just, uh, some people just go in and just don't have a problem. But some people go in and they get lost and they hear voices. They say that there's a voice that's always like, they, they hear weird sounds, like something's following them. And uh, I, I, I've never gone in there. I wouldn't mess around with it. But it's the, really the only and the best way to get to Paddleberg. So if that's where you're trying to go. I mean, good luck. Great. Okay, thanks. <laughs> Fantastic. River says, "Thank you for sharing." Yeah, of course. I'd do anything for a couple of cool cats like you. Uh, and and don't worry about that flower too much. I know it's really weird and it's like kind of cursed, but like I, I think you can handle it. I think you'll you'll do good things with it, Elodie. He doesn't know you're called Elodie. Great. Wait, they called me Elodie. No, but they I, that I was me. That was or, me. I was oh, just, okay. That was an error. That was a glitch. Uh, okay. Because <laughs> baby, that would be weird, wouldn't it? That would be weird. Yeah. No, they don't know who but you they're are. They're not that weird. No, no, they're, no, no, they're, no, they're pretty weird, but they're not that weird. This, no, this whole interaction has definitely been completely normal. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not worried at all. Myself. No, you shouldn't be. There's no reason. Yeah, I don't know why you're worried. Is there anything else you want to do while you're in the Pretty Petal Flower Shop? Uh, leave. Okay, you can do that. <laughs> As you leave, 
you go bing bang from the door and the fresh air is so relieving it was so smelly in there not just from the flowers but there was also incense going and river may have been smoking something so it is really refreshing to be outside which is great um you are greeted by the entrance of the petalberg woods and uh it is kind of spooky but you have flashlights so if there's nothing else that you feel like the quacko paco should be doing at 7 30 p.m on this beautiful night uh, you are free to enter the woods Into the woods. Into the woods. The Petalberg Woods. Uh, as you enter, you walk straight for a while because that is how the path appears to be. Just a straight path. Nothing to worry about. If you turn over your shoulder, you see the the lights coming from the pretty petal flower shop gradually fading away, and you're just walking, and you're just walking, and nothing seems to be particularly out of the ordinary. At some point. While the four of the Quacko Paco are walking, flashlights at the ready, whether or not they're using them, that's kind of up to them, but it is quite dark. They are greeted by a crossroads. It goes in three directions, left, straight, and right, or they could turn around directly behind them. And there is a large, mossy stone uh, sitting in directly in front of their path, and it seems like there is text on it. Does anyone decide to read it? I'll read it since I'm a Hoenn native. Beware the words I write here. Of those who have entered, few have left. These woods shall lead straight to despair. Turn back now. Seems, I mean, pretty encouraging. I think we should keep going. Great. Which direction do you choose? Do you go left, straight, right, or do you turn around? I mean, it says they lead straight to despair. So I'm thinking. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah. (laughs) <laughs> but, I, I, wait, wait, but but maybe it means straight to go going straight south, right yeah straight is south correct yeah south is the fastest way out of here so let's go south wait can we hear it one more time beware Same. the words i write here of those who have entered few have left these woods shall lead straight to despair turn back now okay it went right left straight oh beware the words i write here Mm-hmm. Few have left, and then straight. straight to despair, and then turn back now. Meaning maybe we like go back the other way after like all that. Maybe yeah, do like a one eighty. Keep that in mind. I'm writing it down. So let's go right. Okay, everyone agree going right. Yep. Great. Feel like <laughs> no. <laughs> you feel like no. I feel like no. <laughs> I feel like we just go straight. I think we're overcomplicating this. I don't mess with cryptid signs. You gotta follow the sign. Uh, you remember last time when we saw a sign and Cindy threw up? <laughs> did we see a sign? I don't think all of us saw a sign. Oh. Well, me and Gimli did. Yeah, and then Cindy threw up, so. Cindy also didn't see the sign. Cindy just got sick. Does someone want to roll a con check real quick? <laughs> Should I roll con again? Yeah, yeah, just do it. Just curious. Nine. Okay, you're fine. You don't vomit. Had to check. <laughs> had, we just had to know if Cindy has an aversion to signs, you know. 
It's like, old design. <laughs> I think the fastest direction <laughs> is straight. And good adventures go left. So we should go right. So why are we going I right? I agree. Because it's the order of directions on the sign. And since this is a spooky woods, maybe we should this go. This is a spooky in, wood. In, in contrary to the trap of they would put where good adventurers would go. True. Because mm-hmm, mm-hmm, it like, they doesn't want us to like survive or whatever. Right. I agree. Mm-hmm. Okay. Great. To uh, the right. Everyone agreeing? I mean, here's another option, too, is that you guys could split up. No. Uh, Scooby-Doo. Funny. Scooby-Doo moment. Real. Scooby-Doo moment. No. No. That's how somebody gets taken by the voice of the woods. Okay. True. What if the voice that we unmask it and it's just old man Jenkins? Could be. That's what I'm saying. Okay. It's just Cotton Eye Joe again. <laughs> you mean Cotton Eye Joe? Sure, 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 sure. That's what I said. So what were, where, are we, where are we going? What direction? Right. We're going right. right. The game goes right. It is dark. It is spooky. There are sounds and clamorings and little squeals and like kind of sounds. And uh, at one point, the party gets to a clearing that is remarkably similar to the one they were just at with the mossy stone tablet. However, they are not alone. Um, They see in front of them uh, from a distance, probably about 40 feet away with their back turned to the, the party is in the darkness they can kind of hardly make out a small kind of mammalian, perhaps fox-like creature taking a snooze. Oh. Additionally, in fact, because of that question, I will let Elodie roll a d20. Okay. 19. 19, that's pretty good. Elodie hears from behind the group a repetitive sound that sounds like almost if someone if someone put a suction cup on glass and then removed it and then reapplied it like it sounds like off in the distance there's a repeating kind of sound and you notice that the little fox creature is starting to stir perhaps because of the sound and Elodie and only Elodie hears accompanying the funny little sounds a voice Elodie hears hello can, is anyone there? Hello? What does the Paco do? Nobody has any intervention. We just keep on chugging. Yeah. <laughs> is there another stone in this clearing or no? There's not. All right, let's keep walking. That's great because there's another fork. You have come straight from a direction. You can go right, you can go left, or you can go back or straight. So left. According to our list, we go left. You want to go left? Decided? That makes sense. Yes. Directionally as well. Okay. You take the left path. It is getting seemingly darker and perhaps even spookier. There are more sounds. Sorry? If if they're not on already, my flashlight's on. Oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah. It's a little chilling and chilly. It is a combination of the two. Uh, You continue to walk, and this time I will require a d20 roll from Schmidt. Okay, 15. 15. It's the highest I've rolled tonight. It's pretty good. Uh, the Quacko Paco assembles at a new clearing, yet again, with four paths. But this time, this time, there is a rather large bug flapping its wings in front of each path. 
and it is staring at the party all well there's three of them there's not one directly behind them it is it appears to be a butterfly it has large compound eyes and tiny little hands and they are all kind of squealing at each other they're like and they're all just kind of communicating and uh they seem a little defensive perhaps furthermore the the funny sounds from before the popping sounds are louder and they seem closer and now there's a voice that uh give me d20 from everyone actually 16 okay 13 13 okay three three nice okay um so everyone except for schmidt hears a voice do you all hear Hello, I, I'm just trying to, I'm just trying to look around and I think I got lost. Is anyone there? Hello? Hello? And that is what you hear. And you are greeted oh. by three imposing butterflies blocking each path. Well, we're trying to go straight now, right? Yep. Um, hi, uh, do you mind if we just, uh, sneak right past you there? <laughs> to the one in the middle. Going past you there. <laughs> This is a sneak on fast. Might be a little Midwestern. Yeah. yeah. Um, Where's my ranch? Are you going to say Ope as you squeeze by them? Oh, yeah, obviously. <laughs> there, um, so, yeah, but are you trying to communicate to ask for them to move? Just the one in the middle, yeah. Just the one in the middle. Roll a persuasion. Ten? Okay. Yeah. The, 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 the little butterfly uh, shakes its head no. And it flaps its wings violently at Elodie. Elodie, make a DC 14 con save. Oh, thank God. I'm good. 15. Okay, geez. Very close. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Elodie experiences a whole bunch of yellow powders cover her body. uh, And they are a little numbing. But thankfully, Elodie is able to shrug it off. And uh, she can brush herself off. And she experiences no ill effects to this sun spore. But this butterfly doesn't seem intent to move. Uh, the popping sound grows louder and faster. I rolled a 15 as an attack hit for air cutter. Okay. Does that meet its armor class? A 15? Yeah. That does meet, break its armor class even. Um, roll your damage. Super effective. Uh, 37 points of flying damage. All right. That's a pretty sizable, chunky hit to this butterfly. It recoils in pain as it experienced this attack, and it seems it is still conscious, but it is weak. It is flapping weakly and is going like very sadly um, in front of the path at this point. This is why we wanted you to move. It is uh, not convinced, but it also seems like it is not too imposing at the moment. It is pretty much just trying to stay afloat. Just going to intimidate tell him just yell at him to move okay yeah rolls to roll that for me 18 great uh yeah this thing rather than uh being able to move itself from the scary shout that gimli gave to it it kind of just resigns it's itself and it just flops onto the ground uh back first its wings are spread out they have a beautiful kind of black and white pattern and it's just breathing heavily it's in 10 ir all crooked and it's just like and you could easily step over it if you wanted to Okay, we do sure. that. So Sounds sorry. Me, so sorry. <laughs> uh, the other butterflies fly away in terror, and this one's just kind of like collapsed on the ground, just uh, not having a good time. You're taking the straight path, correct? 
Yes. 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 Very well. Very good. You find yourself, believe it or not, at another four-way clearing. No way. Who would believe it? Not me. Couldn't be me. And there you see um, a whole pile of mushrooms. Lots and lots and lots of little mushrooms in the ground. Mm. Um, They are all kind of brownish and spotted. And uh, they're just a big pile of them. And strangely, there seems to be nothing blocking your way through any of the paths. Do you choose a direction? Well, Cindy, didn't River just tell you something about mushrooms? That I need to eat some so I can be healthy. Can I eat a mushroom? You could sure as heck try. Depends on how much stock you want to give to River. I trust River with my life. Right. (laughs) All right, hold on. (laughs) Cindy dies from mushroom poisoning. I use my survival skill to uh, pick a good mushroom. Okay, you're picking like what looks to be the tastiest or the safest, or what's your criteria? Ideally safest. If I roll well, tasty is like second on the list. Okay, sure. Go for it. Safest first. Yep. Uh, what's 18 plus 9? Uh, quite high is what it is. Yeah, that's what I got. <laughs> yeah, um, that's pretty dang good. Cindy pulls a mushroom out of the ground. And it seems like it's connected into three individual little caps, if you will call them such, um, that are pinkish purple in color. Are you prepared to take a bite? Is it a Pokemon? Is it? Can I investigate <laughs> it? Sure. That is not a survival skill. So, yeah, yeah just give me a different check. That's oh, a 19 on the die. <laughs> okay. You get the feeling that it's not an ordinary mushroom. However, looking at it, you, there are no distinct features that would suggest it is a Pokemon, but it could be. I guess I, I, I go in for a bite gently in case it is alive. Gentle chomp? Yeah. Okay. Uh, give me a con save of DC 14. Watch. Uh-oh. Terrible now. That's a two on the die. That's a oh two. Oh, my God. That's a, that's, a, so that's a dirty one. Dirty one. Um, oh my god. Elodie takes a little nibble on the mushy and she immediately falls asleep. She collapses to the ground. She is conked. Um, she is in a deep slumber. She may be difficult to wake up even, but she is on the ground and the mushroom that she was holding falls to the ground and uh, it sprouts some little legs, three little legs from the bottom of its body and two big old black eyes open up on the front of its uh, body. I was going to say its face, but the whole thing is just a body, basically. And it kind of looks around and it goes, Meh! and then it runs back to the mushroom pile and it kind of digs itself into the ground. Um, the popping sound is getting very loud and it is coming from directly behind you. <laughs> um, well, you can't well, say, oh, our I'm, next... you're sleeping. I'm sleeping. No, Cindy's sleeping. sleeping. Cindy's sleeping. Honk well, it... Honk me, 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 more like. True. It did say uh, to turn to turn back next. Uh huh. All right. Well, time to pick up Cindy for being a dumb child, and <laughs> I guess we're going back. Do you pick her up and turn around? Uh, yep. Okay. You turn around and go back. And as Gimli steps forward with Cindy, he bonks into an invisible barrier. He cannot move oh. any further. 
and the popping sound is almost deafening. It is incredibly loud. And Gimli and the rest of the pack, except for Cindy, peer down the path that they came. There is no sign of there is no sign of the pretty petal flower shop anywhere. Uh, they are deep in the woods and marching quickly up to them is a strange, strange being. It is small, perhaps two feet off the ground. It has long, slender white legs and has a large bulbous head. It is marching quickly and the popping becomes incredibly loud and accompanied by it is a voice. It says, oh God, I'm so lost. I'm so lost. Please, please help me. Oh no. Oh God. And it walks up to exactly where Gimli is and it doesn't even seem to notice Gimli and it kind of tries to step between his legs and it says, oh, okay, excuse me. I'm just going to squeeze through here. And it keeps marching along. And you realize now that the popping sound belonged to this creature. As every step it takes sounds like Squidward from Spongebob. <laughs> what, what is this thing? This is giving me some, I have like, a guess. Note white, that... White Rabbit from like Alice in Wonderland kind of vibes. Mm-hmm. Note that Gimli could not walk in this direction, but this creature just walked between Gimli's legs. This um, is some Alice in Wonderland kind of shit. It's kind of just walking around the mushroom pile. And again, every step, it's just comical how it just sounds so funny. And uh, it is speaking. It says, oh, God, I wish I wasn't so lost. I wish I had some friends. Oh, man, I got to figure this out. I got to get back out there. They're going to need me. And it's just kind of talking to itself. Well, the instruction said we should go back. Uh, Do you speak this to the creature? I do. It continues to walk, but it turns its attention to you. It seems like this thing has never stopped walking in its life. Um, It is kind of pacing in circles as it looks up at Gimli, and it appears a little shocked. It says, oh, wow, someone actually spoke to me. Hello, person. What can I help you with? I'm lost. I need help. Yeah, we're trying to get out, too, and we think the the sign told us to go back. But there's a wall here. Uh, This funny little creature says, well, there's not a wall there. I just walked right through there. You can do it, too. Watch, see. And uh, the funny little walking guy to get back over to the wall kind of has to walk between the members of the Quacko Paco. It kind of nudges up against Elodie's legs and says, oh, oh, excuse me. And then Cindy's in the way. It says, oh, I'm so sorry. I'm just trying to make my way through. And then once again, gets through Gimli's legs. Even though there was plenty of room in the path. Sure, the straightest way to get to where it was going would have been through you guys' legs, but it could have walked around. But instead, it decides to brush up against all of you. Um, It walks right up past Gimli and uh, it walks through Gimli's legs and on the other side and then it turns back around and says see you can walk through here no problem there's no problem at all nope no siri can I try again sure uh you can't there's, there's just nothing you just you just can't do it there's just no way uh, see I I can't uh the little guy says wow that's so weird I I, I if you know where to go I, I can get through maybe there's some sort of teamwork or I or maybe I should just do it alone no one likes me anyways and uh this little oh we would love to help you but we also need your help because you seem to be able to go through that we can't. Uh, this guy with the funny popping footsteps says, wow, really? I feel like everyone I've met, they've all been so scared of me. They say, oh, no, what is that? It's a demon. It's a spirit. or It's a talking Pokemon. And it's like, you know what? Have you? I, I've met talking Pokemon before. There's not many, but, you know, you just practice really hard like I did and you can learn how to talk. It's not that big of a deal. I wish people weren't so judgmental. And this little guy just kind of keeps on rambling and ranting as he continues to pace in circles. My dude, you're not even the weirdest thing we've met today. <laughs> yeah, you're pretty normal, bud. Uh, this little guy says, Wow, 
wow, really? That's that's pretty interesting. You guys must have a lot of really cool experiences. And and also, and it looks up at Gimli and it says, you you called me Bud. I've never had a name before. That's so fun. Thank you for giving me a nickname. I love it. And it kind of walks around a little bit faster with a little bit more glee. Yeah, so His if you want to get out of here, Bud. we can get out of here together, Bud. This little guy says, wow, you said it again. That's so great. Okay, tell me what I got to do. And once again, this little creature refuses to stop moving. He's constantly walking. That's all he's ever known is walking around. What did the tablet say again? Um, I will read it to you all. It says, beware the words I write here. Of those who have entered, few have left. These woods shall lead straight to despair. Turn back now. Okay. The little creature says, Wow, in this little corner, there sure is a lot of little mushrooms here. That's really fun. By the way, why is your friend taking a nap? Oh, she does funny things. <laughs> it was the mushrooms. It was the mushrooms, yeah. Uh, your, your little walking friend, which shall, unless otherwise determined, shall henceforth be known as a bud, says... <laughs> uh, Oh, wow. Really? These mushrooms? I, I don't know. I, I feel like they look pretty nice to me. I've met these guys before, you know, as they say, birds of a feather mushroom together. They do yeah. say that. That's, they that's, do say that. That is, that is how the saying goes. Bud says, it looks like they're having a really good time. They're having a little cuddle puddle. They're taking a nap together. Gosh, I would so love to go take a nap with them, but I can't. I can't stop moving. I got to keep moving. I got to get my way out of here. You know, there's no time. There's no time for naps. As much as right. it looks nice to take a nap with the mushrooms in the moonlight, I can't do it. Got to keep moving. Why, Why do you, you have, have to, to keep moving? Jinx, you owe me soda. <laughs> I was going to make you guys I'll get like, you a soda when we get out of here. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Bud says, oh, you know, I'm just one of those peak. I'm just one of those guys. I'm just always on the move. I always got to get to where I'm going and where I'm going is out of these woods. You know what I'm saying? I feel like I've been here such a long time. I've been here so long and I keep meeting people and I keep meeting Pokemon and none of them like me. They all think I'm scary, but I'm just a little guy. I just need help. I just need to get out of these woods. And I think you guys need to get out of these woods. And if we work together, we can get out of the woods together. We definitely can. Yep. So I feel like you you can pass through this barrier. I wonder... If we all walk together as a group, maybe hold hands. Yeah, let's hold hands. Yeah, let's hold hands and go through the woods together as a group. Uh, Schmidt, you were saying something. I feel like I want to scream when he talks. (laughs) You can. Nothing stops. That's all I have to say. (laughs) (laughs) That's it. That's that's all. Uh, Bud is good for two things. That's walking and talking. He do be walking, and he certainly do be talking. <laughs> He's my favorite. Everyone I, I know him. who walks and talks, he is definitely one of them. <laughs> he definitely <laughs> is, a, is a person who walks. One of them of all time, for sure. Yeah, of yeah. all time. He is one of the most guys of all time, for sure, for sure. <laughs> for sure, for sure, no doubt. No, he's the, the most bud. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> he's definitely the most bud. Yeah. As we're talking about Bud, he continues to walk and talk. He says, oh, wow, mister, that's a pretty good idea. I like that because I can do it and you guys can. That sounds pretty interesting. But here's the problem. I only have two appendages, two of them if you count them. So I can't really hold anyone's hand. I'm going to stop moving. It doesn't work like that. So I'm open to ideas. But, man, if we've got to get out of here, we got to be pretty creative. we got to come up with some good idea. I'm not sure what it is. But, man, I would really like to get out. I think you guys would, too. make a Congo line. Congo line, yeah. I have an idea. What's your idea? Gimli, you grab one of his tentacles, I grab the other, and then we just kind of walk through. All right. Okay. Is that the oh. plan? 
Yeah. Are you going to communicate? Grab it on, bud. We're walking through. Let's go. (laughs) So the thing about Bud is that he doesn't stop moving. So you each have to make dexterity checks with a DC of 15 to grab his legs. Ah, 13. DC 13. Got a 12. Uh, Dex modifier. I rolled a 14, so I'm fine, right? Yes. So that's 17 total. Yes. That is so unfortunate. Just barely missing out. So Schmidt is able to grab one of his legs and... Dear God, as Schmidt holds on, the absolute muscle of these legs is ridiculous. They're skinny little sticks for sure. But like uh, as you get down to the ground to where he is, because he's a small little guy, he's like two feet tall. Uh, you like your arm is like swung around like violently with each step that he takes. And it feels like he could just pull you along. No problem. And he says, oh, hello there. Wow, you're really holding on to me. That's really fun. Thank you. Wow, this is really exciting. Uh, what are you doing? You didn't grab me. What are you trying to do here? As he speaks to Gimli. You just move louder, Rod. It's hard to, hard to grab onto you. <laughs> we want to walk through with you, bud. But we can if you're running around so much. Bud says... Oh, gosh, I would really love to walk through with you, but I, I have a hard time stopping moving. I, I suppose if you want to hold on to me, you're just going to have to try. You just have to get on to me. I don't really know what to say. You know, I'm just I just met you guys and you seem really cool. You seem really nice. You gave me a name. I've never had a name before. By the way, what are your names? I never got your names. Well, I'm Gimli. This whole time, by the way, like uh, Schmidt has Bud and he's kind of just spinning in a circle. But like he's his arms getting thrashed by Bud's little <laughs> leg. Uh, he's not taking damage or anything, but like, man, is this guy strong? How high do we think Bud's AC is? You could Don't make it hurt him. You, you can make a check. Mm, no, just okay. putting my thoughts out there. Sure, he, he's <laughs> not trying to hurt you. He's just very strong. Mm-hmm. He says. Okay, great. Gimli, that's a really cool name. I like it a lot. I don't hear a lot of names. I don't hear a lot of people. The Pokemon aren't very talkative, although I can often interpret what they're trying to say, which is a pretty unique ability if you ask me. But there's not a lot of Pokemon that can speak the way that I can, like with people. So it's kind of lonely out here in the woods, and that's part of why I want to get out so bad. It's just so lonely here, and I don't meet a lot of people, and I'd love to see what it's like outside of the woods. You know what I'm saying? Right. <laughs> so let's try to go back. I'll try to grab onto him again. Okay. Oh my god, I rolled another 12. Uh, Bud says, oh, I, I don't know. Maybe maybe someone else can try and grab my leg. I'm really sorry. I can't stop moving and help you if I could, but I'm, I just got to keep going. I got to keep going. It's all I've ever known is just keep going. Can I grab, I'll both grab his other leg? Sure. Uh, and yes, you can try, Schmidt. I didn't make it. I rolled a 14. Okay, great. Ellie and Schmidt have each of Bud's legs. And as they hold him again, like uh, he is just, he's moving basically their whole bodies uh they can decide to lift him if they please or they can follow him along the ground um what is their course of action for this plan lift 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 for sure okay you do that bud does not stop walking he says oh wow i'm so high i've never been this high in the sky before you were so strong lifting me and as you do so your arms are just being swung back and forth like you're doing a silly tandem jump rope together or something it's uh, pretty silly uh but you're you're holding Bud up in the sky, and he keeps walking. He's walking on air, as they say. He says, huh, you can call me Air Bud at this point. <laughs> okay, Air Bud. <laughs> I'll, uh, I'll grab Gimli's hand, and okay. I guess we can try and walk through now. Great. And to yep. be, be clear, you're trying to go backwards the way you came? Yes. Okay. You do that. Everyone is holding on to each other. Schmidt is holding Bud. Bud is holding Elodie. Elodie's holding Gimli, and Gimli's holding Cindy. They make a good line of each other's attention and they walk backwards. And as they do so, 
They find themselves on the southern side of Route 104, outside of Petalburg Woods. And Airbud is noticeably excited. He says, oh boy, oh boy, I've never been here. This is so exciting. New paths to walk on, new land to tread. This is all I've ever wanted to do before. Wow, I'm so excited. Thank you. Thank you all, Gimli and all the other people who didn't tell me your names. Wow, I don't know what I would have done without you. I've been stuck in those woods forever and people would be so scared of me and the Pokemon wouldn't talk to me and I get so lonely. Hey, bud, this is a lesson to you, though. You spent so much time going forward, you never thought to go back. There's a ba da ba ba da ba, and the, the screen like goes dark and the credits roll. No, and then butt explodes. <laughs> no, what? what a comedy oh, show. No, that doesn't happen. It's just the moral of the story came up, so <laughs> it had to. No, yeah, Bud Air Bud. I'm assuming he's still in the air for now. Listens to Gimli. And he says, wow, that's so profound. You're so smart. Gimli, I think you're my favorite person. I'm so glad I met you. You're so cool and kind, and you gave me a name. And I've learned so much from you about always moving forward, but sometimes not moving forward because that can be bad for me, and that's bad for my mental right. health. And I try to keep my mental health as, as spick and span as I possibly can. Well, well, since we're good buddies now, do you, do you want to come with us? I got a Pokeball. Oh, God, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, no. Yes! Um, Bud says, oh gosh, I don't know. I don't know if I'd want to be in a ball. I'm always got to be on the move. I got to be walking around. That sounds really scary. But if you want me to go on an adventure with you, I'll just follow you around. That sounds like a really good time. I'd love to hang out with you. You seem so cool and your friends are so cool, even though they won't tell me their names and one of them's asleep. Let's try the ball, Bud. Let's see. New adventures, new experiences, right? Okay. Okay. I want to punt him back into the woods. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> um for several family one distinction before you attempt to catch him um his feet still make the squidward sound but it's much quieter and much more tolerable something about the woods was like amplifying it and now he just sounds like a normal little guy he's still speaking though which is a little unusual yeah, i think that's the issue that they have and not the yeah okay like, it's not it's not that cool yeah you can try to catch him he'll be uh I'm not going to tell you the DC right now, but he's hard to catch because one, he has full health. Two, he doesn't want to be caught. Three, he's moving. Um, oh, shit. I have an idea. I have an idea. Kim, like, Kim, I have an idea. I have an idea. Animal handling. I got a 23. Okay. What is Schmidt's idea? Okay. 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 We pick him up. Uh-huh. We turn him around. Uh-huh. So he's walking forward into the woods. It's <laughs> <laughs> terrible. It, no, no, it's fine. Uh, we, wouldn't, we wouldn't have gotten out without Bud. I, I think we could have. <laughs> nah, it's all right. I don't think so, because that barrier was kind of bad. <laughs> yeah. So you're going to throw the ball? Yeah. Which ball did you throw? Ultra. Okay. Um, Gimli dexterously throws the ball at Bud, and as it bounces off his body, he says, Oh my goodness, I've never done this before. This is so exciting. I can't wait. Wow! And then he gets beamed up into the ball. Um, the Ultra Ball closes, and it wiggles once, it wiggles twice, and it wiggles three times and clicks. You've caught Bud, the talking oh toad school. <laughs> Air Bud, the talking um, toad school. This Air Bud. He yeah. like As such... Did Gimli add a Pokemon member to his party after getting the badge or no? I did not. Okay, so uh, the ball wiggles, but not in the sense it needs to be returned to the PC. It is just gently wiggling. 
because there's movement. Whatever is inside is just going. That's all I know. That's all they've ever known. <laughs> okay, so we can... Honestly rattles a little bit. No, no, no. That was a good idea. That was a good idea. So now okay. it's oh. going to be easier to punt the ball back into the woods. No, it's okay. Yeah. I'll keep them. We're going. Um, Gimli having significantly more Pokemon than the rest of the pack, though, at this point. Uh, approaching double of some members, I think. That's impressive. Catching a lot. Yeah, this would be the 10th one. So. Anywho, it's a lot more calm now that uh, Bud has been has been captured. <laughs> but uh, you're on the southern part of Route 104. You return to that wonderful sea breeze. Uh, it seems that the waters at this southern beach are a lot more... Uh, what's the word? They're less Pacific than the ones that were further north. Um, they are crashy and rocky. And it seems like there's some people having a bonfire on the beach. Seems like it might be like 9 p.m. ish. And directly to the south, stretching out into the water, is a shipyard with a large dock and a small house. And there are several, several boats parked outside the dock. Um, There's a light on in the house, and there's a little torch like outside right by the door. Um, There are, again, people having a party on the beach. And if you look a little further down the way, like to the southeast, maybe another mile out, you can see the lights of a small town. Okay, we heading towards the town. Um, Cindy's still asleep, so she is not making decisions. That's correct. I suppose, yeah, we probably should check Cindy into a facility that can cure her of this sleep. Mm -hmm. Actually, I'm going to try something first. And I'm going to take out grape. No, not that. And take out grape juice and have her use uproar. Grape juice, the shiny swampert that the Quacko Paco hasn't seen in this form yet? Yes. Wow, it's pretty cool. Oh. There's a big old guy, big old mud skipper guy. He's got big orange uh, external gills and he's a brilliant. Is they male or female? I don't remember. I've been using uh, the pronouns. Female. They're female. She's got big old gills and she looks very muscular and. Uh, and very it seems like she could perhaps ferry an individual across water, perhaps if needed. Very powerful looking Pokemon. Uh, and you intend to use uproar? Yes. Okay, because you're using it for an effect and not as an attack, so roll a roll a d20 and add your charisma. Add grape juice's charisma. Yes. Nine. Nine. Great. Swampert, the shiny Swampert named Grape Juice, uh, screams. <laughs> Very, uh, very menacingly. So much so, it sounds almost like a, a boat horn that would belong to uh, one of the boats on the dock here. Uh, the 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 teenagers having the party down on the beach look startled. Uh, they turn their attention, and one of them starts throwing sand on the fire because they think something is happening. Cindy remains asleep. She is not awoken by this screaming monster. Doesn't uproar just prevent sleep? It doesn't cure it. Uh, in my description that I have, it says that any creature in range awakens. It does also awaken in game too. Okay. Perhaps there is something um, mysterious about Cindy's sleep in this situation. Or Cindy's not a creature. <gasps> in any case, I'm putting grape juice away. <laughs> okay. Good job, grape juice. Grape Thanks. juice had a little shout, and then she went back to the ball. That was good. Good stuff. Well, I thought I'd try it. I guess. Uh, guess we should check out the town, anyways. We're going to forego the beach and the shipyard for now and go into Petalburg. Is that the plan? Yep. Petalburg City. Great. 
granted it is a new city i guess i will ask what your immediate plan is take care of cindy is that the plan i think so yes okay cool the quacko paco enter a new city however this is much smaller than rustboro and it honestly could hardly be described as a city it is more of a quaint town um there's your basic facilities there's a pokemon center that is adjacent to a human looking medical place there's some residential dwellings it seems like there's a couple of various stores and in, in, intriguing places there's a building that seems very familiar to the quacko paco because they visited them a couple of times there's a right of learning here but besides that there's not a whole lot going on in this town um what is their first order of business where are they going is there a medical facility, like a hospital or Pokemon Center? Yes, adjacent to the Pokemon Center, it seems that there is a Poke- or a person urgent care, a human facility. Let's go there. Let's go. And with that action, I believe we will wrap up the session. Thank you all so much for listening to the latest episode of Dunsparce and Drampa. Quick announcement here for the end of the episode is that Grace has been doing amazing work on our brand new TikTok. You can go on TikTok and search at DunsparceCast to see all of the shorts that have been made. They're also available on YouTube. They are very funny and Grace is doing incredible work making it engaging visually with emotes. It is just so, so fun. Special thanks to our newest patrons as of late being Johnny and Danuti. Thanks to Johnny, Danuti, and many others, we are able to make this show possible, get new hardware upgrades, and provide you with special exclusive content. We have met our stretch goal for the NRG one-shot campaign, and it is coming soon. We're just having the classic final boss of D&D groups, which is scheduling. We promise we'll get that on Patreon as soon as we possibly can. Thank you so much for listening and all of your support, and we can't wait to see you next Tuesday. Well, when shit sucks, you know what the best thing to do is? Is to be a gamer. That is the And to be anybody else but who you actually are. Let's go. Escape into my fantasy world. Yes, exactly. Mm -hmm. That is the... Go into my mind palace.